0: Hello creators and welcome to the Create and Relate podcast where we talk about creating content and growing your influence. Today we're discussing stream teams and streaming communities with my good friend Spike Slayer as today's guest. Hey Spike. Hello. Spike is a member of the Aerox Esports organization and is a Twitch affiliate who plays a variety of games as well as does IRL streams. So tell us a little bit about your channel Spike.
1: Uh, Really it's just whatever the hell i feel like right (laughs) oh this game looks nice i'm gonna play this one and hopefully it does well (laughs) (laughs) so there's there's a strategy
0: when it comes to most of that but for the most part you just kind of just go with what you felt and
1: for a little while weren't you doing work streams yeah i was at work and i do 12-hour shifts out in the middle of nowhere and now it's I haven't been able to do them very well or that much. Ugh, why am I stripping over myself that much right now? Because I had a night shift that went out there and not all of them like a open camera and <laughs> right. working out there. So I haven't been able to do any IRL streams out there in a, in a quite a while. Yeah. And that was as a security guard, right? Yeah. I just pretty much just sit in my truck and do nothing. I just wanted somebody to talk to. So I just started streaming out there.
0: Ah, Okay. Very cool. You know, I thought about doing that when um, when I used to you know, travel a lot, like just picking up my phone and starting to stream and stuff like that. But I never thought it would be real viable because I'm so used to my own setup and I didn't have alerts that I can check or anything yeah. like that. It was... So on my phone, it was a big deal. And when we went to PAX South, I saw Maz do it on a tablet. And he didn't have any alerts that went up either. But it was really, really nice just to be able to see chat and interact and stuff. And I thought it would be cool if that would just be integrated somehow. Um, they
1: do have it integrated. Um, what I used and what Maz used over there at PAX was uh, the Streamlabs app. That, uh, that they have in the app store. And you can actually go ahead and uh, put your overlays, like your your notifications, And you even have like there's a cog in the corner, like when somebody follows or subs, you can actually press that and a menu will slide out and it'll have your activity feed.
0: Oh, wow.
1: That is neat. Yeah, they got it really integrated now uh, for streaming on your phone. And it's very, very nice.
0: I'm going to have to check that out, man, because sometimes I just want to do something simple. Like I would stream a little while just to cook eggs and talk with people in the morning while I'm getting ready for for the day, you know, because I used to do yeah. that all the time, but getting a laptop and cameras and set up for stuff like that is just kind of messed up when you just want to chat a little bit, you know?
1: And the, the weird part about it is because the phones can't really capture audio through the operating system themselves, mm-hmm. so they capture the audio through the speaker. So you have to turn down your main volume because when notifications come in and your volume's max, it'll just deafen all the viewers. Oh,
0: wow. I see. So today we're talking about esports, stream teams, and communities. And I'd I'd like to start off with community because I believe it's something that anybody that streams kind of desires in one way or another. Most of what we're looking for as a streamer is some sort of viewership that can come in to chat, share our experiences, and even start to kind of bond with and develop relationships over time. And that may even turn into collaborations and things in a streaming fashion. But for the most part, You like to see the same faces over and over again that come in the chat. You get to know people a little bit and a little bit more about them. And they get to know more about you. And it just enriches the entire experience. And the definition of a community is a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common or a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. And that usually, for you and I, surrounds In gaming but there's a lot of that that comes outside of that with creative communities like cooking channels or people that sing and dance on twitch and there's a ton of other things you know but um the for us it's gaming and it usually revolves around the games that we play so discord communities are a really good thing that a lot of people have even people that don't stream have discord communities they used to be forums right and now, yeah. and now we just use Discord for almost everything. There's a few competitive uh, things out there that um, that people use. It used to be Skype groups, and nobody oh, uses God. that big security breach anymore. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't, I don't know how many times I got DDoSed using Skype, but it was a lot. Oh, damn! Oh man, um, but um, most people gather in Discord now. You have your own Discord that I was a part of for a little while, at least. What type yeah. of um, what type of integration did you have with your Discord from, from Twitch? Like, I know mine turns into a little bit of everything. I have a bunch of different rooms, but what did you primarily use Discord for?
1: Mainly Discord that I use was, you know, first starting out, like, I, I just played a bunch of free-to-play games. Like, hey, I want somebody to play with, you know, follow. I'll get you in Discord and we'll play games. And that's pretty much what it started off at. Now it's just, I have crap ton of rooms. I got way too many rooms. I know some mods are wanting me to clear it out because <laughs> some of my mods don't like MMOs, and I got so many different channels for all the MMOs that I play. All right. <laughs> but it's it's just mainly I just get to know each one that comes in. That's why I, I really would like all of them to link their Twitch because they have different names in Discord, and I don't remember their names. All their different names yeah. uh, that differ from Twitch, but I just sometimes I just get into a room and. It's an open room. If they're playing the same game, just hop on in. you know, yeah. I just love playing games with people, and that's pretty much all my Discord has turned out to be.
0: That's perfect, man.
1: Uh, we do a little bit
0: of that. When we were getting together to do orc um, servers, naturally, and Minecraft servers, Minecraft servers back in the day was TeamSpeak that we used, right? And, yeah. Um, when we, and Mumble, and when we started to move into uh, the orc era... And Discord became popular. We kind of all just transferred over to Discord. And outside of a few people I know, my friend XB always said that the audio quality was better in TeamSpeak. So some people still used it. But I remember a transition stage where I went from anti-Discord because it was just something else I had to install on my computer to very, very interested in Discord and not having it anywhere else. So it's, it's really hard to transition to it, but... I think that overall, Discord does the best job in keeping communities, the way that you can put roles on people, not not put roles on people, assign roles to people uh, to give them different groups to where they don't have to worry about uh, access to specific channels. So if, if you and I, for instance, are in the same Discord and we record together, but we know Jim or Jane that comes in the chat... Um, is just um, he's they are a little younger and they like to just talk in voice chat all the time. If we're in a recording channel and they have access to that, they might not have the the they might have a little bit of carelessness and jump in there and be like, "Hey, what yeah. y'all doing?" and we're like, "Oh, we're in the middle of a recording." Um, I assigned VIP roles for a long time in my Discord to pretty much anybody that was a friend or somebody that I created content with. And I had a good friend of mine IRL that joined my Discord that I gave the VIP role, and we were recording one day, Drax and I, and we had told uh, a joke about one day when I was streaming. Drax came and scared me, and he just came on camera and just yelled a profanity, right? So yeah, he just came on camera and yelled at, and uh, I had told Rick the story and everything, and it was really funny. Well, Ricky figured that it would be funny to do that to us when we were recording. Oh, God. So we were, we were like in the <laughs> middle of a sentence and he just comes in and just yells an expletive. And we're like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. we can't have this. So I had to start redoing the roles and stuff, but, um, gating access for stuff like that is, um, is, is the, I think one of the, the best features for it. And it can even give, um, people, um, perks and stuff within these communities. So for me personally, in the discords that I run, Um, I have a group of admins and moderators, and I also have a group of patrons and supporters that have access to premium channels, which allow them to do things like access information that's meant for my supporters or access privileges, like being able to advertise their own streams in my channel. Yeah. Whereas I have the, and it's open to the public other than that. So you could come in and just chat in general chat and stuff, even in voice chat and play games with us, but there's certain roles for that. And then recently I've been introduced to this new thing on F2K. They actually have a room that's as all their F2K partners in it, but I can only see my own channel. So instead of DMing, wow. it's, it's a neat feature. Instead of DMing, I basically just talk in my own channel. And they see that as my channel just lit up, meaning there's activity for them to check. So oh, nice. that's a really, really good deal because some of the coaching clients I was thinking about doing that with because it's such a, an interesting way to do it. You just give somebody their own role and they don't have to see any activity from anybody else. It's just like a messaging platform that's streamlined. So yeah. it's interesting to do that. So for communities, another place that people gather in communities are on social media and a lot of people use hashtags to be able to kind of band together. So I use the create and relate hashtag for this type of community, because when people see a create and relate hashtag on Instagram or Twitter, they know that it's a podcast related thing. So instead of just my normal tweets or just my normal Instagram posts, because it might just be my face on it. Right. So the picture doesn't tell anything, the hashtag will, and they'll be able to use that hashtag to determine whether or not it's a podcast related tweet or a, another related tweet. But support small streamers is was under fire for a little while as a um as a as a hashtag that brought small streamers together but have you ever used support small streamers as a hashtag
1: uh, a while back it it didn't really i never saw any difference with it so uh,
0: i'm going to i'm going to tell you why i think that because support small streamers people use it to say hey i'm a small streamer and i'm going live but yeah who searches it actually (laughs) you know who actually searches it to use it people use it to band together as a community hashtag but at the same time i use it in these because i think that this is a support mechanism for small streamers. And I don't like the term small streamers, but I'll use it as smaller streamers because a lot of people that tune into this podcast is using it for information to strengthen their own productions. And I'd like to think that by doing these as a public service, so to speak, um, it's a little bit about support supporting smaller streamers and helping yeah. people learn that. So. So let's talk about stream teams, something that we're both familiar with and a lot of people have. Um the biggest benefit I've seen of stream teams is hosting, right? Yep. So what, you're on a couple of stream teams, right? What are what are the stream
1: teams that you're on? Uh Most Valuable Pandas, aka MVP. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh Twitch Kittens and uh, of course the the Maz family. Okay. Twitch kittens, that why does that ring a bell? Uh, there's a uh, a streamer her, her her real name's Julia, but, uh, she goes by Julia, even though her Twitch name is uh, Kajit. Hmm. Uh, she she plays a lot. She played a lot of Dauntless and stuff, and I uh, was able to get into like into her community on in Discord through Twitch, and they invited me to the the stream team, and it's actually been working out pretty good. I mean, just helping them out. They check me out every once in a while, and. That's interesting. Um, the community is really, really friendly.
0: Some of the communities are... there's. I've seen a number of communities, right? And some communities are basically just like a follow-for-follow follow thing or just... Not really a yeah. follow-for-follow follow thing, but it's just mainly an auto-hosting platform, um, which yeah. has its own benefits. Um, but if you don't have an existing group of people that you go with, stream teams like that are better than nothing, I think, because... What ends up happening is there is some sort of support mechanism. And just like any other community, you get what you put into it, right?
1: Yeah. I, um, there's also... Go I, ahead. You go ahead. Well, I was, I was going to say, like, there's so many... Like, I'm in a, um, like a Twitch stream page on Facebook. So many new people are getting into streaming. And all these people, they're wanting into a stream team so bad. And I remember I was like that, too, you know, three years ago. I was like I wanna be in a stream team, I wanna be part of a community. But most of the ones that advertise like on Facebook or Twitter, join our community, join our community, they don't help out each other. It's mm-hmm. just like the owner of the community when they you know apply for stuff, like, oh yeah, my community's this big. And they don't really help out each other. That's why it's like when you look for a community, you gotta really dig. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you can join I forget how many communities you could join the stream teams at least. How many you could join at a time? But I think it's like 10. Oh, man. it's 5 or 10 or something like that. Um you could probably correct me, chat. But it's a it's a pretty big number. I remember um when I first heard of stream teams, it was through Hermitcraft and we had a Hermitcraft stream team that I was a part of and I didn't know anything about auto hosting back then or whatever, but it was an easy way to find uh, other hermits when they were streaming. I could just click on my stream team, and it was kind of like a directory for all the other hermits that were live. Um, And then a little later on, I got into a community that um, a friend of mine blamed the controller started called Legendary Luck. And it was just that. It was to bring your lurkers along for minimums. And all it was is to be able to be a little bit more competitive in the directories. So if my concurrent viewership was 10, but I was part of legendary luck and I was streaming when nobody else was streaming from the team and I would get a ton of, um, I would get a ton of follows basically, not just follows, but I would get extra lurkers in my chat, which would make me go up the ladder in the directory and, and helped me be a little bit more competitive. So, The 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 biggest latest team that I've been a part of besides F2K was Salvation. Yeah. And we had a large server that we wanted to be able to track everybody that was doing Salvation content for to be able to rate them or to be able to see what was going on in other parts of the server. And that helped out a lot. Um, And the Gunsmoke RP community was the same thing. And you could follow everybody that was on that specific server and it worked out. Really, really well, but F two K is the most recent um, team that I was, and I was in the F two K community, and that turned into the F two K team recently. I kind of got a promotion, and it was uh, it was really it was a really big surprise when they approached me, and I'm I'm really really proud of being on that team. But the community itself, I remember voicing my frustrations with um, the the guys that recruited me because. I didn't add a whole lot to that team's value going in, right? I had an existing group of people that I normally hosted, and I had an existing group of friends that I normally talked to. So going into another Discord and being like, hey, I'm new here, was probably as most effective as I ever was. And I would try to (laughs) contribute value, but what it mainly turned out into is me showing up and awkwardly saying good morning, and that was about it.
1: Yeah, so
0: it's it's it it's really it really has a lot to do with what you put into the community, what you get out of it. Um, oh yeah. Do you have kind of the same experience with team with your teams?
1: Well, with with the MVPs, it's there. It's it's such a small team, but yeah, it's kind of weird. Like when somebody comes in and in your chat, you are like, oh hey, it's like oh, how did you find me or whatever. You know, the conversation comes up, and it's like oh, the most valuable panda is like oh, okay, cool. But, like, most of the the Discords for them are pretty dead. And mm-hmm. the one that's really kind of awkward, well, to me, because I'm socially awkward anyways. Is, We're gamers, uh, Twitch... man.
0: <laughs> most of us are. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, was, Twitch kittens, because their Discord blows up. Like, there's people, like, you can count the seconds, and there's, like, 10s, 20, 20 people just typing every second. Right. And you go hi and then you know the the chat in within discord is going so fast like you just you can't really get to know them unless Mm -hmm. you go to their channels and then get to know them and it's kind of weird it's like if you if you join the team and you try to get to know people on discord and the team that big it's kind of not not worth it if that's all you're wanting it but if you Mm -hmm. actually go into the streams of the people that are in that team you get to know people on a personal level a more personal level yeah and uh that that's how like there's a what is his name? Modest mouse. Like he he'll email me some like you know, hey, we got some you know some sponsor stuff coming up. You are you interested, you know? And you just don't don't join it thinking that you're gonna, hey, I'm gonna know everyone just by clicking join. <laughs> and that,
0: that you know what I never thought of that, but that is a that's a great way to look at it. If you just go into um a stream team, a large stream team, and you look on the right side. You'll see people that have their Twitch linked because their their dot will be purple, right? You'll yeah. know that they're live, and then you can right click on their name and just go to their stream right away. And that's a good way to engage the community. I never even thought of that.
1: <clears throat> yeah, that, that's problem I have. I'm, I'm always like invisible on on Twitch or uh, on, on Discord. Discord. Right now, you are actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, when I first started. Uh, gaining viewers I was playing kids games yeah you know like unturned and Roblox and it it got to the point where just a bunch of random kids would just message me and it's like all these notifications of kids messaging yeah, yeah, me yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with it but like when I'm sitting here even when I'm not streaming it shows that I'm on I'm on like watching YouTube and you just hear that notification sound just go off in your ear I'm um, do- like oh, I'm gonna yeah just go invisible for a while <laughs>
0: I muted notifications back in 1982, man. I like. That's the worst thing in the world. And I I need to do that. What I did is I I have a few platforms that exclusively have uh, notifications, and only certain people get invited to those applications. So it's almost like getting my phone number, right? If my wife, I want my wife to be able to contact me while I'm at my desktop. So naturally, I don't use just text and stuff. I tell her, I said, just. You know use another application to text me or whatever and i see that pop on my desktop that way i'm never like well my phone was charging or it vibrated you know yeah and we can also use that on my phone and and when we go places i could give it to other people and it's a direct contact for me so it works pretty yeah but um one of my my moderators actually told my admin my discord admin told me that uh you can set it to where you only get notifications for certain things and i need to start looking into that because it, mm-hmm. it might be a little more interesting to look at that but
1: yeah there's still a lot of stuff on discord that i don't know i had one of my mods just set up everything like mm-hmm. i don't know what the heck i'm doing
0: i'm <laughs> pretty much the same thing <laughs> pretty much the same thing Um, but the good thing about, the good thing about having a strong community is the support system that's in place, right? So there's some examples of, uh, community like F2K, the community that I'm in, as well as, uh, communities that are like, um, there was one that was called Team Kitty and there's another team called New Game Plus and they're both really, really big organizations head, well, with some flagship streamers like, um, I forget who runs Team Kitty or who the flagship streamer is uh, I think it's Kitty plays um, and the flagship streamer for New game plus is CoCornage. So okay. naturally that brings a lot of clout to the team or whatever but if you're getting auto hosted with a quality selection of people like that and you're in a community that you can get little boost. let's say you're two followers away from getting um, affiliate you know yeah. and you're just making that push to push to affiliate. It's really, real easy to be able to post in chat and just rally support a little bit. And people would just help blow you up, you know. Um, There's
1: more than enough people that would be, oh, hell yeah, let me go in there and exactly, help out. Exactly,
0: exactly. And some of these stream teams are really well put together. I know Team Kitty, I listened to um, Ashley Christ talk about Team Kitty quite a bit. And they <laughs> do uniforms for their team. They have like oh, these nice. welcoming rituals. But it's not easy to get into the team, right? It's yeah. they recruit and you can join, but it's like it's only for females, first of all. So there's yeah. no males allowed, and they'll grab somebody that they want to be part of their team and they'll go through it. Um, and a lot of the teams that I've been seeing actually have some real sophisticated stuff, like in F2K. I got into Quest Mode and the F2K community, and the community management software that they use is actually the quest mode system or through opera event. So it's like some milestones that you have to do. Like it'll check things like um, when I'm doing my, um, when I'm doing my gaming content uh, or any of my pre-shows, you'll see that there's a carousel on stream that'll basically have uh, the sponsors that F2K represents rolling in the back. And the carousel installation is something that's verified through opera event to make sure that, it's actually happening like the the people are actually holding up their bargain or if you have the right panels installed on your stream, it's like a checks and balances system. That way you meet the partner requirements or you have the team selected as your main team and your metrics checked off, you know.
1: Yeah, that's actually kind of cool.
0: It is so and you can and anybody can use it. So if you wanted to start your own stream team today, you can do that. You can start your own community and your own stream team and set it up through Opera Event to where People would have this onboarding process in order to get in if you had some stuff that was all lined up for people to do in order to be a team. And F two K has ranks for their streamers, right? They have silver, gold, and then they actually have the stream team. Um oh, and nice. you have different qualifications for meeting those, you know, and some of those are milestones that you have to achieve. So it's it's pretty cool.
1: It's always something to, you know, look something to look forward to. That's mm-hmm. what I like. So let's talk about esports
0: now. Not esports as in competitive gamers, because you nor I are really competitive gamers. We might be yeah. good at some stuff, but let's face it. The way that I use uh, esports organization is as an entertainer, and um, F2K is entertainment and esports organization. So yeah. it's basically a collective of both of those things in in one in one box. But um, Esports is defined as a form of competitive, uh, form of competition using video games, and mostly, and commonly takes from the form of organized multiplayer comp- competitions, particularly between pro players, individuals or teams. So, my first, my first experience with esports in general was the same as a lot of people probably saw, and it was through League of Legends. I used to watch LCS tournaments and I don't know if you've ever played League of Legends or if you oh, yeah. most people have at least one time and aside from the crazy community and and how savage yeah. people can really be um it's really really it's a it's such a skill based game that you automatically know when you're up against a, a a people that have a decent team. Oh yeah. And if you see some of the ranked matches Like there's they're So these players are so skilled, like there's no way people that don't commit hours and hours and hours every day to be competitive can ever dream of being this good at a game. And it's kind of like watching regular sports. Right. You're watching these super powered professional athletes do something at the peak of their ability. You know, people with extreme dexterity, strength, genetics and practice and years of practice Um, get into these games and they they perform whereas if you would get on that field not only would the 300 pound linebacker crush you when they tackled you so you're not physically fit to be able to do that but it just takes so much practice you know you wouldn't be able to follow them and esports is kind of like that in the competitive version yeah but through esports i learned that there was a lot of interest Some of the largest crowds ever since Ninja really came around were on esports events. Like the League of Legends has been in the top five streamed games forever, right? Uh, Yeah, that's
1: been way up there, right?
0: And a lot of that fame come from esports, so it only makes sense that these these organizations start getting behind the entertainment aspect of it too, and these communities that form around them because there's a lot of draw and there's a lot of advertising revenue right so oh, yeah. esports teams i was i was talking a little bit yesterday in in my stream chat and somebody eloquently put this so well i was trying to explain a little bit about f2k and why i joined an esports organization and he said when i was i was just fumbling over words and he put it like this a team of streamers can reach out to bigger companies with higher revenue streams by combining their viewing metrics. The mark that market themselves, they market themselves as a single entity, not a separate people. So, as an example, a, a presentation from an esports organization or a stream team would be our group wants a substantial sponsorship from your company because combined we could deliver more ads views more projected sales, more signups, more conversions than a single individual. And that's where it really, really lies. When we were talking about flagship streamers heading stream communities, if you were to make a stream team and your concurrent viewership is 100 and you had 50 people that had an average viewership, uh, concurrent viewership of between 10 and 50, your combined numbers presented to a sponsor shows that your reach is high and you can take things like this opera event manager and the requirements that you can roll into to be able to show the sponsors or projected sponsors how you would deliver this advertisement to your reach you know and yeah, i mean that equates to some real real power there and It's just like, remember when you used to go to the baseball games and football games in high school and elementary? You have this fence that surrounds the park, right? Or the gymnasium. And there's these (laughs) signs from local sponsors. They actually bought billboards to be able to do that. So that's how esports is, right? uh, The last LCS um, tournament that I was watching, all they did throughout it, like every once in a while they would highlight or recap a play. And they would be like, you know, this replay is sponsored by, yeah, you know, and it was that simple, but they were able to say that brand name repeatedly in front of 185,000 people that were watching that stream. And that's not counting all the highlight reels that take place. That's not counting all the VOD views. That was just live. Yeah. So that's super powerful, man. And that's why esports organizations are are so popular. I think um, is because of that that advertising power. But I think a lot of people that are watching this this stream and listening to this podcast are probably wondering right now: Should I stream? Should I join a stream team or an esports organization or a um, or a stream group um, or a community in general? So. Yeah. In your experience as an Aerox sports streamer, what kind of requirements and benefits do you have? You don't have to share anything personally, naturally, but yeah, what kind of what kind of requirements and uh, and benefits do you see as an Aerox sports streamer?
1: I was talking to the owner uh, last night, and I was telling uh, i was I was asking him pretty much the same question, and I was like, I feel like I'm taking more than what I'm giving, and he's like, Dude, no, seriously, you 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 give a lot more than what you think. I'm like, well, ka- explain it a little bit because, you know, I mean, I get, uh, I get a free Jersey chair, you know, I, I get like all this stuff. I get so much support from them, but it feels like I'm just taking, and not giving. He said, no, it's like the amount of viewers that you, that like, doesn't matter. Like you bring it in, you help out us. You get our name out there for us, you know, not really free because you know, they're, I get discounts on the, the sponsors, I get, you know, some free stuff, you know what I mean? And pretty much just like the whole community that they have going in with Aerox, it's, you, you always have somebody to talk to, you always have somebody that has, that plays the same games. So I, f- I keep feeling, even after talking to them, that I feel like all the benefits are for me, you know what I mean? But I mean, I don't. I don't. It's really hard to say because it's. I keep feeling that in the back of my head that all the benefits are just benefiting me and not them. But when he breaks it down, it's like no, all the viewers that you know that, that you get that come in through your channel, or like I got, I got a, a couple other streamers into into Erox. But it's, I don't know. It's really, really hard to to like break it down. I've mm-hmm. been trying to do that. I hear I've you. Been try- <laughs> I've been trying to break it down and it's just, it's really hard, but it, it is a mutual benefit. Right. And like the requirements to get in, I was a stream, I can't even remember. I think I was streaming Ultima actually. And one of the recruiters came in my chat. Hey, I need to, uh, do you mind if I, I message you? And then he was just telling me all the stuff. And I said, script sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, here you go.
0: <laughs> and that's, and that's what it really, it, what it really comes down to if the benefits um kind of you know kind of work for you based on the requirements so what are the what are some of the things that you've done that they've asked you to do not of your own accord like what are some of the things they've say, okay spike we'd like you to do this for us
1: pretty much like my title every time that i do a gaming stream um i put aerox esports streamer okay and they're like, okay so like uh go ahead and put in like your chat you know i have nightbot with times and everything Put in put in the sponsors, do do the the code to get discounts for anyone who wants to, you know, buy anything from the sponsors. And pretty much just be respectable to other members. And that's really the only thing they've ever like told go. me to do. And they they've given me free reign on it, pretty much. I mean that that sounds kinda of weird being, you know, a streamer from them, but they're so laid back. It's, as long as you don't pretty much make a fool of yourself and us in the same process. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's I've I've seen this I've seen similar from F2K, even though I'm under contractual obligation now, uh through some stuff. There's nothing that I was doing that there's nothing that I was doing before that I'm not doing now, and the benefits just increased. Now yeah. it's a little bit more strict now because I'm actual under contractual obligation, but they the way their program works, if you're in a gold tier streamer, you really don't like you either buy in or you don't, right? You either yeah. do what you either part of the team to get the benefits and to do what's required of you or you're not. And the only difference between the gold and what I'm doing in the stream team is that I'm kind of under obligation to be able to do it. That's my end of the bargain, right? I can't just say, well, I don't feel like doing it this week. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a thing now. But I felt the same way, Spike. I was like, the benefits. I, I, you know, when I was going into contract, I asked a b- <laughs> bunch of my friends. My wife was reading over the contract. Everybody, you know, <laughs> but I, I asked, and I even I talked to my partner manager about it. And I was like, it feels too good to be true in the back of my mind. And I wanted, you know. I wanted some, I wanted other people to kind of give me that same skepticism. And Drax did. Drax was sh- throwing down the hammer like hold on, boy, you honeymooning right now. You honey, I know you happy and proud and all this stuff, but you really, you know, and he discouraged me. He discouraged me 100%, but he's a good friend and that's that's his oh, yeah. job. You need a cynic to be able to do that sometimes to, to make sure that you're not just, you know, you're not just impulsing. Um, and I thought about it. It didn't take me long to make the decision, but I thought about it really thoroughly and it benefited me really well. But I think that's the bottom line with, with stream teams and organizations in general know that if a team wants you that there will be some requirements that are involved whether yeah. you're held to them you know excuse my french at gunpoint or whether it's something that they just ask you to do um almost every sponsorship type of agreement that I've ever gone through has some sort of obligation That the person that's paying you or giving you the benefit or the organization that's paying you or giving you the benefit needs you to do. You know, they're not just gonna be they're not just gonna be like, oh, we just want to pay you. Well, for what? You know, there there has to be something. There has to be something. And sometimes there's some there's there's gonna be some times where you look at something and you really don't like the way it's presented. Um for twitch bounties, I don't know if you've ever seen any twitch bounties, but Twitch bounties, mm-hmm. you can – the Twitch has a bounty program that you can basically sign up to play certain games or or stream certain trailers or shows or or commercials and stuff like that. And you get paid based on your viewership with that. And one yeah. of the clauses in there is that you have to meet a certain viewership requirement or they don't pay you. And another clause is that you really have to not badmouth it. Oh. So – a lot of people would consider that selling out, right? A lot of people would say, well, if you don't like it and you're talking good about it, that's bad. Well, if you don't want to sell out, <laughs> technically, you shouldn't even do that sponsorship.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, do what, well, do what's comfortable. Right. I mean, if you're not comfortable with it, don't do it. Exactly.
0: Do what's comfortable. Do what you think. And know what type of stuff is going to be asked of you before you go in. I remember before I signed my F2K contract, had a number of points that was brought up by Drax, by my wife, and of my own curiosity. And I went and asked them to clarify that all before I submitted it. Yeah. And even after my submission, there were still a few areas that were unclear to me that I asked about, even though I had already signed. And that wasn't because I just didn't look at it well. That's just that the practical application of it seemed different. So... Even going into it without 100% understanding can be scary because all of a sudden you just committed to something and now they ask you to do something and you like, wait. I didn't yeah. know that was part of the deal. And that's a very awkward situation to be in. Um, and as a business, they they're, they recruited you to, to be able to do that job. So if you can't do it, um, there can definitely be some some bad stuff around there. Um, yeah. So always weigh your pros and cons, especially what they want to do. Usually, if you have an attitude of service and you just you see the benefits as just something that you're going to get along with it, uh, along with the support system, then it's probably a good choice. But at the end of the day, the choice is yours.
1: you know it yeah, it really is.: The choice is yours, and if, you, if anybody who's listening to this wants to join an organization or team or something like that, don't be afraid to ask questions. Ask as many questions as you want, because if something pops up later on, they're like, I don't remember this and I'm not comfortable with this. Like if it is a contract, like if you have to be within something within a certain amount of time, you can't back out. Yeah, right. So like always ask an, as many questions as you want before saying, yeah, I'll join. Right. Yeah.
0: And get a second pair of eyes to look. I think a lot of people would actually benefit from um, getting an attorney if the legal prose is deep enough. The contract that I specifically signed was very, very easy to read. It was in layman's terms. There were a few notes that I didn't really know what they mean, meant because of um, industry like jargon. Um, oh yeah, the same know. way. <laughs> but if you've ever looked at a contract or like uh, any sort of, if you've ever been even if you've ever been mailed one of those things that asked you to sign up for a uh, class action lawsuit.
1: Just oh, yeah. glaze
0: over the legal pros and see how utterly ridiculous it is to understand what they're talking about. It's herein, therefore, you know, yeah. art thou. They just like the words that they use and the way that they use them are almost undecipherable without
1: those class class action lawsuits. I don't even think they're worth it trying to read it. (laughs) No, right, right. I think I might
0: get sued just like trying to read this off, you know? Yeah, it's it's really bad. It's really bad. I don't I don't know why in the world um, legal prose has to be that crazy. But that's why lawyers get paid so much. It's like trying to understand a doctor's handwriting, you know? <laughs> yeah, you That's know why they get words. paid the big bucks. You. Yeah. <laughs> I know what a femur is. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I can't spell it, you know? They have yeah. all that stuff. They have all of that stuff in script to where you can't duplicate their their prescriptions. I think that's yeah. what one of them already told me. Like, my handwriting's so bad so nobody could forge my, my name. Like, pfft, I know well, somebody that could forge your name. I just drank too much coffee and just let my hand go to, go to town. <laughs>
1: You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: looks like you're just nervous. <laughs>
1: that's, that's what my, uh, one of my lieutenants at one of my other security jobs, uh, he had Parkinson's and he said the exact same thing. So I'll just give me the pen. I'll rest my hand there and I can, I can sign a doctor's note. <laughs> <laughs> very, very cool.
0: So with, with the, the stream teams and the, the organizations that we talked about esports and stuff, if you. If you're interested in looking into a community um, at any sort of level or an esports organization, probably the easiest thing you do is when you find someone like Spike or myself that are part of these organizations, all you have to do is go into their information section of their Twitch streams and you can probably look. I have one of my first panels that you can see is community or you can go into my chat and hit exclamation point community. In uh the chat, and it'll give you a link to go where there's more information about uh the teams that you're they're part of and a little bit about the community itself and most of them have discords that are public that even though there's ranks, you can go in and get a feel for what that community's like and see if it's a good fit before you make any commitments, maybe make some friends, maybe do like Spike suggested. And watch a couple of the streamers that are in those organizations and see if these are the type of people that you want to make an investment of your time with. Because these could be the people that you're working with in a few months, you know, or it could be the type of people that give you the impression that you don't want to work with them. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really, really important to just make careful decisions when joining these things, especially if there's no way out. Even if there's no way out, it's always awkward when you when you make a commitment of any kind and then you have to. Get out of it, unless it's as easy as just quitting a Discord, and then yeah, you could still get DM'd from the people that actually care, and they, because they'll be you, they could see analytics on Discord. They could see who's joined and who hasn't, and and be able to go in and be like, hey, I saw you were part of Discord for two days and then you left. Could you, you know, yeah. they might want to give you an exit interview, and now all of a sudden you're like, "Dear in headlights. Uh, well, um, I just noticed that your people like the Packers, you know, the football team, and I I, I just don't like them, you know, it could be something simple like that. But it could bring to light some real issues that you had with the team. And you'll never really know that until you kind of investigate
1: um, that community
0: for yourself and
1: stuff. But and even quitting like that, like, even if you're not want to be a part of them anymore, what what you did by quitting and telling them it's like, well, I didn't like this, this and this, it actually helps them grow as a team. They can make some changes like, OK, well, some people don't like this. We need to well, within reason, reasons, you know, reasonable way to change some stuff. If it, if that makes sense. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. If there's if there's anything that doesn't resonate well with you, I remember um, going into quest mode for the first time recently was actually my second time looking at it and i don't know if you remember bitboss but yeah. bitboss was bitboss was the original platform that all of this stemmed from from me so i found bitboss and then i applied for bitboss beta which was going to give me some overlays for bitboss and make it a little bit more yeah. customizable and then the ceo that of the company um, sent me an email about doing this new sponsorship thing that they had. And it. Inv- I didn't even remember the name of it, but it involved talking about different things that I thought would take attention away from my stream. And that's how I looked at it. I had a really negative outlook at the time. And one of the reasons was the email that they sent had an example of the type of presentation that people would give for quest mode. And it was a guy talking about Hulu. So I'm not a television guy, first of all, and all I could see in my eyes in my little narrow minded vision was this guy trying to sell people Hulu memberships on his stream. And it was the most distasteful thing I had thought I'd seen. I was like, this dude is complete sellout is what (laughs) I saw, you know? So, i I dismissed it and you know i told i told I told uh, the guy brandon that 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 runs bitboss and opera wow. and quest mode and all of this stuff I was like man i can't I can't get behind this you know and he's like hey don't worry just every you know it's not for you there was no pressure at all and he said if you ever change your mind let me know and a lot of uh, one of his employees that uh, was a a person that had frequented my stream for a long time Windygod God which is still comes into my chat all the time um, was uh, there to answer some of my questions when I decided to go back into quest mode. And when I approached it again is because I saw one of the F2K members. He goes by the name of Joel Norbs or Joel Nerbs or Jorbs on Twitch. He's a very (laughs) successful streamer um, that plays Slay the Spire. And Jorbs was talking about quest mode in a way that was like, I was like, Oh, well, this is what it's all... You don't have to sell Hulu to people. Yeah. All you got to do is say thanks. And for the people that are were begging for subs, you ever had somebody come in your chat and be like, somebody give me a sub, or I wish I could yeah. sub? Yeah. Quest mode's just like, hey, you can install a game on your phone and get yep. a free subscription. You don't have to pay anything. And it was such a neat concept, the way that he presented it. And the way that he presented it was opt-in advertising. I talked about this again yesterday. So... An organization that, like Twitch, shows you advertisements unless you pay to get out of them or you use an ad blocker, right? So that's called opt-out advertising because you can choose to skip to shorten the advertisement. Opt-in advertising is I'm actually going to do this for money, kind of like watching an ad for bits if you're already subscribed to a channel. That feature was recently discontinued, by the way. I was sad to see that, but... Yeah. thankfully there's still stuff like quest mode that allows you to actually support a streamer when
1: you don't have the funds to do it um i I got into quest i I have like the quest mode and everything activated Mm -hmm. i just don't know much about it i need to ask a little bit more questions on it (laughs) yeah
0: if you if you you know what the best thing to do is actually use it find a streamer that uses quest mode sign up for their quest mode and just link your twitch to their quest mode and just try to get the points that you can use to to do it. Just install a mobile game, and when you're on the toilet or when you're on a trip that somebody else is driving or when you're not busy at work, play this game instead. And when you earn 5,000 sub points, you go into their channel next time and you just sub for free. It's pretty easy. Quest mode is fun. Cobb gifted like – My buddy Cobb that's in the chat right now gifted like 50 subs using Quest mode or something like that. 20-something or 30-something. I thought it was – it was a lot. And he was like, this is the easiest thing in the world. And they have some really good games for it though. Like I played they a do. few of them. They uh the, the games are really cool. Um But that's that's in general, that's that's how that worked out for the team. And because uh the organization was it just all happened to be there, it worked out great. But I didn't know about any of this until I found out bit boss and then quest mode and eventually f2k and how it was presented and that's how i got into the community so that's you got to kind of dig right you got to kind of see something oh, yeah. that you that you see a benefit about and you like hey i like that or this stream team or whatever jorbs was talking good about f2k so i wanted to get into it just like when you and i talked about aerox a long time ago you didn't have a whole lot of info on aerox that really yeah Got to me, and when I saw the size of Aerox, I was like, "Well, my reach is a little bit different, right? I have yeah. I have a pretty broad reach, and Aerox is the, is a growing company. And right now, my reach is actually larger than Aerox combined. Oh, um, yeah. So it was easy for me to make a decision and say, "This is not for me," because unless I wanted to really use my own resources to help develop a company, uh, there was not enough mutual benefit for me to make that decision. And that's why I said I was going to go with. My own. I was gonna focus on my own brand, you know. And that's what I was
1: saying. Like, it, like, if you joined Aerox, like, you would be pretty much helping them grow, not the other way around. Right. Right.
0: But anyway, guys, that is the majority of the content that we have for the topics, and I hope you got a lot out of it. And I hope this kind of gives you an idea of which stream teams and communities and esports um streamers are all about and helps you make some decisions about doing that on your own if that's something that you um if that's something that you want to pursue um spike's info is going to be in the show notes as well as the um as well as the stream we can do a shout out for him in chat if somebody would and you can click on um his stream and and see a little bit about his group, um, the the teams that he's on, and a little bit about Aerox if you have that in your info section. Spike, yeah, uh, I got uh, I have a link that goes right to it. There in you the, go, uh, panel. There you go, and um, and in my stream and in the show notes we'll have um, we'll have links to F2K and our exclamation point community in the chat uh, that you can click on and check out to find more about that, and the discords for both of those, I assume. Uh, will also be uh, involved in those links. But thank you very much, Spike, for joining me for the podcast and sharing your experience with Aerox. I didn't have a whole lot of experience in esports teams or communities outside of what I've been exposed to. Yeah. And you shed a whole lot of light on um, some of the differences that are in our own communities and the and, uh, esports organizations
1: that we're part of. So thanks, man. Ah, no worries. Thanks for having me on here. I like Welcome, podcasts. <laughs>
0: As we mentioned in the show, communities and stream teams can be great organizations to be part of, but only if the benefits apply to what you desire to get in exchange for the time and obligation you give back to that organization. Ask questions, research, and thoroughly make up your mind before you make commitments about decisions regarding communities and teams, especially when contracts are involved. Ultimately, the decision is yours. And I hope that this podcast gives you some insight on how it all works and what to look for when you make choices and decisions about it yourself. I want to thank Spike for being here today and be sure to check out the show notes to find his info as well as all the links to the F2K community that I'm part of. For more talks like this, you can subscribe to the podcast so you hear these episodes every week or you can come by and watch them on twitch.tv slash Zuljan when I do them live. I also provide more specialized individual and group coaching for content creators and streamers that you can find more about at patreon.com slash Zuljan. Once again, thank you for being here and I look forward to seeing you back here for the next Create and Relate podcast.